genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, yet another meme-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Tara Bleak. Hi there. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 105, which starts with uh, Frodo finishing his line from yesterday, though I do not know the way, and ends with Elrond saying, when he is summoned to secret council and you are not, about Sam interrupting. Right. Oh, Sam. Like literally yelling. Mr. Frodo's not going anywhere without me. (laughs) Indeed, it is hardly possible to separate you. (laughs) Elrond is just so amused by this. He thinks it's so wonderful that that Sam and Frodo are just such good friends. (laughs) So, so amused. Such good pals. And uh, I love that Gandalf winks at Elrond when Aragorn agrees to come. Mm-hmm. I've like, never noticed that little wink. But it's he kind he of winks like directly saucy. at him. Like, <laughs> he's just like, "I told you there was strength left in men." <laughs> hey, check this out. Aww. They have a bet. They do. It's like five it's, coins or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you owe me a you owe me a barrel of old Toby, right? <laughs> or whatever like Rivendell wine they have, right? <laughs> That's probably uh, really good wine. <laughs> such a. Such a memory is afoot. Memory. My sword, my bow, my axe. Okay, so I literally, like, this past week, did this exchange with GIFs on Twitter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this literally just happened. So, still relevant. I, I still quote this, like, every month. Right. It's just such a part of my vocabulary. That, and one does simply not, one does not simply walk into Mordor. Right. Like, or... <laughs> I've always been a fan of a, I have no memory of this place. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this is a, this is like, aside from you shall not pass, this is like the most iconic lines in the movie. I think that... this is like the, this is the forming of the fellowship. This is such like a, such a big moment. Right. It is very pivotal. It's just like, and Aragorn just sounds like, so invested and like glad and honored to do this already Mm -hmm. because he's he's known frodo for you know maybe a couple of months if that like a month i mean he's been he's been in a coma for a month so well no because we looked it up in the timeline in the book at least um says that frodo is asleep for like four days max oh yeah yeah so i don't know if that tracks with the movie if he's been asleep longer or... Yeah, because in the movie, like, I think we can assume that they get debris still in September. Um, I don't know. This this all just feeds into my... I want the, to figure out the, the timeline. The somewhat jumbled timeline <laughs> yeah. of the movie. It's just like, if by my... If, if by my life or my death, I can protect you, I will. Mm-hmm. You have my sword. Yeah. Is, a, is a real cool line. And his beautiful velvet outfit well it's like uh, it's like um he because he kneels and it's it's like pledging his allegiance to like a king but he is a king yeah so and frodo now knowing 
who he is. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of makes this moment a, an even bigger deal because this king is swearing fealty to, like, you know, this nobody, basically. Right. And, like, this whole, this notion here, like, in the way that Aragorn goes about this, speaks to, like, his most noble quality mm-hmm. is that he's humble and willing to defer to others. Yeah. He like doesn't Aragorn have, like, airs or graces or whatever. Yeah, like, because Aragorn doesn't think he's the hottest shit there is. Right. Like, <laughs> I do. Like, he's not like, I'm king, you're going to do what I say. He's like, you know, if this is what, you know, is best for everyone, this is what everybody wants, mm-hmm. this is what needs to be done. Well, Boromir also is in that same boat because, I mean, he's a little more reluctant, but he, he also, he's right. like, if this is, is the will of the council, oh, Gondor God. will see it done. Which is also, I think... There's so many, everything is put so well in this, in a lot of these scenes. Writing. Writing. (laughs) Like, but you know, like they do a good job of keeping in this same sort of like medieval speak Mm -hmm. for the vast majority of the movie. Right. Like there, there's no one like, no one really like breaks it anywhere. Yeah. They do a really good job of everyone like staying in it and like sounding convincing. Like, you know the like the flowery language of like the higher born yeah but like it's so easy to write language like that and like go too far oh yeah absolutely and all the purple pros in the world (laughs) right so but they don't like they uh they keep they rein it in really well Mm -hmm. it never really feels overboard even during like long scenes of exposition it doesn't feel like someone's just trying to be shakespeare or something you know right because you you have to make it sound distinctive, but you yeah. also have to make it accessible. Yeah. And not over the top. Because that if it's over the top, then you're literally just parodying yourself without meaning yeah. to. Um, and it's really easy to stray into parody. Yes. When you're writing flowery medieval style language. Yes. So there's a very fine line. And I think that they walk that line really well. So uh, this is the beginning of the first swell to the the full fellowship theme. Yes. Which, oh, if people people actually listen to the very end of our recordings, <laughs> will will recognize that this section of the soundtrack is what we use to end our episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's this Rivendell <laughs> theme into the fellowship theme. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, when you first started this and I started listening to it, the first like whenever it first comes into your podcast, my heart just metaphorically swelled <laughs> with feeling because if it was literal then that would be a, a medical problem but, right <laughs> you should like, get that checked out maybe elrond can do it yes <laughs> but i like i got so i every time i listen to this podcast i get so happy just hearing it it's one of my favorite themes oh and it just it's beautiful and it's heroic and epic and it's like I come from a particular um, musical background, kind of. I've I've been in band and choir for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I pay more attention to the music than I think the average person does. Yeah. And I love hearing it. Man, it's the best. And, like, in this... I mean, it's going to be tomorrow, but... Or not tomorrow, but next week when... uh, Elrond finally declares them the Fellowship of the Ring is when it gets to that big point. But because yeah. we've heard smatterings of this theme yes. throughout, um, 
like when Aragorn shows up in Bree and they're um they're traipsing across like the wilderness and he's like into the wild and like And we hear like the the closest we get to like the full theme when he's fighting the the wraiths. Right. Um but this is where the theme is at its height and yes. it's so it's so ridiculously bombastic and over the top but it fits so yeah. well. And we don't hear it this bombastic again until like Moria. I don't think we ever do. I don't know. We literally just watched the theatrical like yesterday and yeah. I don't remember. Because <laughs> we hear the fellowship theme again, like all bombastic through Moria, but with like the drums and stuff over it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like at its, it's essence. Not this. Like, yeah. yeah. No. This is at like its purest is... form. Yeah. Yes. Which is I really like like tracking the evolution of a theme. Yeah. Throughout a movie. Uh because Well the rings theme is the one that changes the most. As the yeah. story continues. Um, but also, like, using music to reflect... Like, like we talked about yesterday where there's that really long shot of Gandalf looking sad. And then there's, like, the long, drawn-out strings and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like that the music um, grows as the movie progresses. Yeah. And, like, that's literally the point of a score, but... Yeah. I mean, the ring theme is so interesting to me in particular because it's essentially the theme of three characters. Because it's like Sauron himself, mm -hmm. Gollum, and then I'm pretty the sure ring. Gollum has its, his own theme. But it, it's very much built on the ring's theme. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so much of their characters, and that the ring is a character, is that they're so intertwined that he has... It, it's even in the way that the ring has corrupted him is that it's reflected in the music as well. Right. Yeah. Which is just such a nice, like, like psychological touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something that you might not necessarily like pick up on unless you're listening for it. Like subconsciously. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. I love the look on, on Orlando Bloom's face when Kimberly says he's coming along. Yeah. He's like, oh man, this clown. Like, <laughs> Which Orlando Bloom even calls out in the commentaries. He's like, oh. This dwarf is coming, <laughs> which is great. It's it's a great moment, and like all that stuff is necessary for the their relationship and the growth of their relationship to work, right? And they need to like immediately be antagonistic towards each other. Well, that's why I like the inclusion of the line from yesterday: uh, "Never trust an elf." Yeah, because I mean, it's one thing to say that you know, I, I'll be caught dead before, like, trusting an elf with, the with this. Like, that's, like, really strong language, but then to follow it up with, like, I don't trust any of you. <laughs> Never trust Especially that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially this pretty boy. Yeah. You're all pretty, but that one, that pretty boy. Hmm. He's too pretty. I don't trust him. <laughs> I'm suspicious and, uh, of this whole affair. Yes. And, uh, and and John John Rhys Davies also uh, in the commentary talks about how he tried to initially be like a little standoffish with Orlando Bloom like in real life on set, like method so that, acting, so that it would come through on screen in their first few interactions with each other. So that he's sometimes younger actors fall into the trap of like really liking the actor out of out of character, so it doesn't come across on screen the way it should. Yeah, and it's just like, well, there, I, I guess you know, if you want to just be a little uh not so chummy well i mean that's yeah. kind of like the the story of uh 
Stanley Kubrick like filming The Shining, like he yeah, that's the extreme. Right. Yeah, he like instructed everyone to be just really rude and terrible to the actress, yeah. like the main actress, so, so that her paranoia was real. Like that's so that's so messed up. That is so well, messed that, up. Oh my God. That's how Stanley Kubrick made every movie. Yeah, uh, he just broke every single one of his actors. Oh, you're the star of my movie. I'm going to break you. Yeah. You're going to do exactly as I say I by the end. I will crush you and bend you to my... <laughs> Stanley Kubrick is like the Sauron of directors. Like... Yes. I mean, <laughs> his will to dominate all life. Uh, oh my god. I mean, he, he, he broke Tom Cruise. Yeah. He was never the same after... <laughs> after after I so much shot. about Tom Cruise. <laughs> he, he, uh, he made him do the same, like, it's like a 30 second scene. He made him do, like... 127 takes of the same like 30 second thing yeah ridiculing him every time he got it wrong god that's insane yeah i'm glad oh, that the opposite happened with lord of the rings that everyone is just like bffs for life like yeah. they have matching tattoos and would literally die for each other like right that's the most <laughs> i'll take a bullet for that guy <laughs> oh my god have you not heard about like they got matching tattoos after they were done filming yeah, yeah. i love that i it, it was in the uh behind the scenes stuff i think where they were going to go get it and somebody i can't remember who somebody didn't want to do it oh i can't remember <laughs> who it was but they were like i don't know if this doesn't seem like a good idea <laughs> i don't know hey, imagine being the one guy who's just like no i like you but not that much <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna get branded for you <laughs> like mm. No, I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> They're like the last one to to get tattooed, and then yeah. they just like get up and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, Psych. Can we talk about how cute it is that like Frodo's first thing after he says he'll take the ring is be like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> if only there were some maps that he could access to look at. <laughs> Maybe that's no. why Elijah Wood likes the maps so much is because he didn't know where he was going. So now he's like, oh my god, I can actually see what's going on. This is crazy. Nobody told me about maps. Yeah. That's no, a thing? I love, like, he looks like such a toddler. Like, his eyes are so big and he's just like, I don't know the way. Like, yeah. So cute. No wonder Aragorn like gets up and like kneels down and like protects him. I want to protect you, you small child. I know, like, oh, you small thing. You poor baby. This hobbit is mine now. I've claimed him. I'm gonna go wherever he goes. Right? Yeah. And uh off mic we talked uh we talked a little bit, just a little snippet about uh fan fiction and how this is like the moment in the story where so many Lord of the Rings self insert fanfics start. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, I am no exception to that rule. Like, it's just like, <laughs> do you have my whatever? Just adding someone on. Well, no, not even adding someone on, but like when he declares them the Fellowship of the Ring, like there's always like the the self insert OC character yeah. that's like, oh yeah, and you too, I guess. Like, <laughs> Listen, we all have regrets in life, and some of this reading some of this fan fiction in my youth is one of mine. I can't unsee some of the words I have read. <laughs> it's it weighs on me like the it's ring like weighs on frodo it's my <laughs> own personal ring to bear 
I just like to think about it's like Bane. I just like to think about how creative some people were with like what weapons this person brings to the table. Yeah, lit- the literal table. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you have my sword, my bow, my axe. Like, how how ridiculous are we going to get here? You have, you have my sword too. You have my morning star. My like- morning star. <laughs> My flail. Or like the wizard, someone else becomes a wizard, like you have my staff, and it's like, you already got one. We don't need two yeah. wizards on this trip. Right. Or right. Uh, like, getting particularly ridiculous, you have my lightsaber. <laughs> right. Or, you know, some of them came up, had magical powers, so they're like, just not even just like wizard powers, just magic powers. And they were like, mm-hmm. you have my magic. My vague magic that I don't yeah. really outline what works. You have my force what? lightning. Right? <laughs> my force lightning. That would be awesome. <laughs> Do it. Like, it's just the emperor. <laughs> Kylo Ren's messed up lightsaber with the... Oh my god. <laughs> that would be awful. Oh man. I'm sorry I almost made you spit take, by the way. Oh man. <laughs> One you of my drink particular... at the wrong moment. Oh god. <laughs> One of my particular favorite tropes in the, in well, as favorite as I can get with something I hate now, but <laughs> one of my particular favorite tropes with the self-insert was when it's not even like, because a lot of them, some of them were like residents of Middle-earth, like just random OCs from Middle-earth, like elves and mm-hmm. stuff, particularly right. elves because everyone loves Legolas, but what, some of, a lot of them were self-inserts that mysteriously, magically wound up in Middle-earth from our world. Yes. And they, like, just fall in there, and they're like, oh. <laughs> like and Narnia? Oh, oh my god, right. yeah. And, like, every single time, this kills me because I love Elrond's character so much that he just, he's basically so out of character that he's just like, and this random teenage girl, <laughs> you're gonna go into this, on this dangerous mission, too. I'm responsible for you because you're in my house, but I don't want to be responsible for you anymore. I'm sorry. You have to go. Yeah. We're it's like, what you are you out. doing? <laughs> People just not having any clue of how to, how to put a character into the story. Okay. Listen. Cause there's already nine. <laughs> so <Yeah>. like, <laughs> okay. When I was a wee babe, I, I wrote <laughs> not one, but two self insert OCs. And they just tagged along. And it was supposed to be funny. Like, I wasn't taking it seriously. But I, and I don't remember how they join. But I feel like that's, that's like the most important part of like how this happens. But literally, like, the beginning of like how they end up in Middle Earth is like they're playing like a Lord of the Rings board game and it's like Jumanji. They like just show up. <laughs> hey, man. That is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What is it? Do you have them still? Are they upline, like online still? Um, I don't know. Um, did you destroy them? Back in the dark days of fanfiction.net? I threw it into the fires from once they came. But my, my, uh, my friend Catherine, who we just had on as a guest, um, last week, she, I know for a fact she has a hard copy of the, this fic. And like, oh my god. <laughs> I want to read this. Now. Of a bygone oh, age. it's so bad. It's so bad. But like, it was me trying to write a script before I knew what a script was, and it was oh like really, it was really meta. And like, not only were there like self-insert OCs where I was one of them, but I was also like a narrator who was like, it was weird. It was. Did you the have weirdest. author's notes? Um, there was like a narrator, 
person. Oh my God. So, like, the narrator would, like, comment on what was happening and, like, make fun of everybody. And <gasps> it was really- You MST'd re your own fic. That is amazing. Yeah. It was- it's, like, the most pretentious thing. <laughs> just riff track your own track. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I just what want to say, Cassandra, how much I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. So I'm like outing myself right now on my own podcast. Own it. So nobody like digs it up and been like, aha, I found the thing. It's like, no, I actually I fully accept that I yeah. was this this thing. How many how many Star Wars Lord of the Rings crossover fix do you think so exist? So many. Oh my god. Like is that is that like the most common crossover fic? I would imagine it is. Um, there were a lot of cro like, like you random... throw the ring into the Death Star core and they both explode. Oh my god! <laughs> the reactor. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't though. I don't know how Star Wars would cross over because a lot of crossover fics um come about because the actor is in these two shared properties. Yeah. Like, but there's also like stuff that's just like two characters that people really love like i've read i've read uh elrond picard crossover fic so okay wait oh my god wait, like shipping them like yeah Elrond like a slash, slash fic oh my god elrond oh my picard god. slash fic all right off mic we're gonna link this <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I, uh, I don't remember where i found it because i came across it because i took a a first year seminar class yeah uh about buffy the vampire slayer in college <laughs> And analyzing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. And the professor was super duper into fan fiction. Like, incredibly so. And one of our one of our assignments for this class was to go out and find Buffy slash fiction. Oh no. That's amazing. Like Buffy verse slash fiction. <laughs> and talk <laughs> about what we found in class. So looking for slash fiction of any sort on any fan fiction website, you come across all kinds of different weird stuff. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, so yeah. I came across an Elrond Jean-Luc Picard slash fic. That's incredible. That's amazing. I don't know. I love the ingenuity of teenage girls and how like crazy their imagination is because they just come up yes. with all this random crap and it's the best. <laughs> it is just... A wild ride. <laughs> so yeah, I read. Uh, I remember sitting in the the school <laughs> library, oh, reading no. slash fiction for this assignment. <laughs> That's so funny. And oh, being like, this is kind of weird. Because <laughs> like, there's all these other people around, and I'm essentially reading porn. Right. <laughs> like, You're reading yeah. like erotica. <laughs> like, oh, like. My God. It was like find five things with different characters and like we'll talk about them and we'll talk about like what some of the most interesting things you read were. So like I read like a Wesley Angel slash fic. Respect. And like a Xander Spike slash fic. Okay, that's weird. And a Faith Buff Buffy fic. Yes. Uh, and a Willow Buffy fic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I uh, I don't remember what the other one, <laughs> one was. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it's always a Buffy fic. And then the one crossover fic from lord of the rings and i just happened upon it and i'm just like that's weird and i read it and i was just like yep that was weird i remember my friend <laughs> it's like elrond me. is on the starship enterprise for some reason <laughs> like middle earth is like a planet, a planet? <laughs> i would watch that movie that's amazing and, like middle earth is like a planet and you know the prime directive let's not interfere but then like elrond and jean-luc picard meet and it's just like tension one has beautiful flowing hair 
and the one other has one a beautiful does. bald head. Like <laughs> we're made for each other. Yes. <laughs> you have hair to cover me where I do not. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. So I read a bunch of like really weird random slash fic. Because I kind of got lost in it for like an afternoon while yeah, I was doing this like, assignment. This is fascinating. It is. It's really fascinating. <laughs> it's like what? It's like Jane Goodall kind of thing. Like in, uh, in varying levels very, of detail. Very right. Sci- it's for science, right? So, like, like uh, some of the some of it was like relatively tame, and some of it was like really graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wesley Angel one I remember being really graphic, <laughs> and like kind of BDSM-y. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh my god. Because, you know, well, Wesley goes through that phase, kind of. Right. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I'm so excited for our inevitable uh, Whedonverse rewatch. Inevitable, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely inevitable. I, uh, because I really love both those shows. Yeah. Yeah, My Uh, favorite character is always, like, not the main character. uh, Fanfic, though. Like, I don't know. Lord of the Rings was, like prime real estate back in the day though because there's no women there's like three women yeah you have all these beautiful dudes so like it's basically like your pick of the litter like you know whoever you want to ship your oc with right if you want to be a beautiful (laughs) dwarf lady that romances gimli you got it yeah there was not a lot of that which is sad because gimli is so handsome (laughs) well john reese davies is a big beautiful man yeah just and like so worldly and, and wonderful yeah, no, there were a lot of um, OC Legolas. There was a lot of OC Aragorn. Um, I read, I distinctly remember reading a Legolas Aragorn fic that was like yeah. pretty awesome. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a scene, there's a scene in Moria where Legolas like literally leaps into, Ar- or like Aragorn leaps into Legolas's arms. And I'm just like, there it is. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there's, there's the moment that caused that fic right there. <laughs> yeah. Was it a fic about like them sneaking off together when they're growing up together and like? Honestly, out? I don't remember. Oh my God. Like <laughs> that's that's exactly where like I imagine that being is like Aragorn before he meets Arwen and like hanging out with the Mirkwood elves and like. Love. Yeah. Wait a second! Doesn't Ar- like Aragorn and Gandalf, or maybe Gandalf wasn't there, but whenever they go to take Gollum to is don't they take Gollum to Mirkwood? Oh yeah! Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> they can meet up. Be like, oh man, Legolas would be like the scorned lover. Like, you've been gone for so long. I don't even know you anymore. (laughs) We've been parted. And man, that is some dramatic stuff. So like when he stands up and he's like, don't you know of whom you speak? And Legolas is just like, or Aragorn's just like, sit down, Legolas. And he's just like, excuse me? Like, (laughs) like, hold on there, buddy. Whoa. Aragorn is not sleeping in the bed that bed tonight He's on the couch <laughs> which is probably Aragorn still super just comfortable breaking elvish hearts everywhere Aww. Aww. Is that... oh my god i love fan fiction oh man like, I love unironically <laughs> there's so much just out there fanfic yeah there i mean talking about fanfic there's only to talk about how much i love buffy i guess yes you there was one fanfic do. in particular where somebody which i particularly love where somebody fell through a wormhole i guess like how they t- they typically do and but she came in with like her jeep like she was a college student and she was driving home and she fell through the wormhole with her jeep and she had like a laptop and stuff and 
the whole premise of the thing was that she could create like because it's a fictional world she could create the world around her and so she started writing things mm-hmm. and they would happen kind of like stranger than fiction and so like like but all I these love that movie. all these other self inserts were from other stories like were showing up and so there were all these ocs just <laughs> trying to jump on legolas and he was like oh my god he's freaking out and she was like oh I'll help you. And so she, um, okay. So she, uh, she decided to help and decided to write it so that she was effectively killing them all. <laughs> <laughs> but she Stay had to go home. Yeah. So oh she had to God. go home and then she gave it to another like OC who was chill and was like, okay, um, you need to write me out. But first, I need you to write a scene where Legolas and I hook up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was unfinished. I'm not entirely sure, but at some point oh I stopped God. reading it. And I was like, oh, man, that was so so good. That's so weird. You know what we should do um, for either the credits or I think this would be a fun weekend edition episode is we should um, we should find some we should dig through like the the vast expanse of, of fic let's just, try not to let's try oh not God. to find our own balrog <laughs> i know right <laughs> oh man shadow and every time a character in in lord of the rings there every time their name is misspelled a new balrog is created oh god <laughs> we should find we should find like a like a my immortal fic and just be like every time something ridiculous happens drink <laughs> oh man yeah, over the over the incredibly long credits, we can just read a fic. Is there a Lord of the Rings drinking game? There is. There has to be. Okay. Probably every time the ring is mentioned. So long. Oh god. Oh god. We'd we'd be dead if we but were like, failure. But like even mentions like the ring are like spread out minutes from each other. There's nothing that you could do that's like you're going to be taking a shot every 30 seconds. Well, no, because isn't there that, like, every time they say the ring, it gets faster video, and it's over. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, I implore everyone to watch it. It's, like, it's the entire movie, because it gets faster every time they they mention the ring. Yeah. It, it's only, like, eight and a half minutes long. <laughs> and, like, by, like, the 15th time they say the ring, it it, it just becomes, like, an, an imperceptible mess. like a Like a fever dream. Oh, my God. Too much. Because, like, Galadriel says the ring, like, four times in the prologue. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, by the time the story even gets going, it's already moving way too fast. <laughs> and, like, the, it's, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie are, like, five seconds. Jesus. Oh my like, God. the time compression just gets worse and worse and yeah. worse. It's amazing. Uh, I don't know who started that meme. Some person obsessed with the B-movie for some reason. Uh, the whole internet is obsessed with the bee movie. And I don't know why. <laughs> that's it's neither, terrible. That's neither here nor there. Because a woman falls in love with a bee. I, I just... <laughs> okay, internet. Stranger sure. things have yeah. happened. <laughs> Whatever, internet. I, I've, uh, I live on the internet, but I still don't understand. It's just a, it's just a weird place. It's fascinating, like a train wreck. Yes. You can't look away. So. so thank you again for joining us today, Tara. Yeah. yeah it was a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, everyone can find us on duelinggenre.com. And if you're interested in other Movies by Minute uh, formatted podcasts, you can go to moviesbyminutes.com. There's over two dozen of us now. Well over. Well yeah. over two dozen of us. Uh, 
And as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And once again, thank you, Tara, for being our guest this week. It's been real fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been tons of fun. I love it. All right. Have a good weekend, you guys. Bye. Bye.